Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders. Go, food needs refill. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio, network. Follow, share, like, subscribe on all your platforms at Harp on Sports, Instagram, Twitter, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel. And of course, the bar can be consumed wherever podcasts are consumed, primarily Buzzsprout, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And of course, the big kahuna, harponsports.com. What do we have in store for you today? Well, college football playoff, two more blowouts in the semifinals. And, you know, we're approaching a decade with this thing now, right? We've got eight under our belts. And the semifinals aren't getting more competitive. And everybody wants to expand the playoffs, give more teams a shot. People aren't recognizing the problem that's right in front of them. Basically, you got three or four programs in college football that have a monopoly. What happens when you have a monopoly in America? You bust up the monopoly. So we're going to look at that. There's a way to do it. And it's not really that complicated. It's really not. It's not. So we're going to look at that. Also, 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 also. Uh, boy, I tell you what, this Antonio Brown thing with the Bucks. Some people think it's funny. Some people think, oh my gosh, this is just, they want to punish him. Oh my gosh, what a clown. It was a little scary to me more than anything else. It's like, oh, what a loser. Oh, he's out of control. It, 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 I'll tell you why it was scary. Uh, it reminded me of the movie The Last Boy Scout. It did. That's what it reminded me of there. So we're going to look at that. And also, the Jaguars, what a mess. That's just, it's just embarrassing at this point. I think they're worse now than they were a year ago. And they have Trevor Lawrence. They're going to ruin him. They are. And it's amazing because the Jaguars and the Lions... And the mess that both of these franchises are, to me, the Lions next year could win eight, nine games. Jaguars not even close. What do you do if you're the Jaguars? You're going to have the number one overall pick. If I am Kayvon Thibodeau or Aiden Hutchinson, I'm not going there. Why would I go there? Why? I, you know, I enjoyed my five years in Jacksonville, but if I were an NFL football player, why would I go there? Well, you could help resurrect the franchise. Yeah, right. Nobody else has been able to do it. Pass. So let's start with the college football playoff. Alabama, Georgia just roll and, you know, we're back to where we started, right? Over the past few years, Notre Dame didn't belong. Oh, okay. Washington didn't belong. Oh, okay. Now, Cincinnati, Michigan. Well, Baylor should have made it. So he's going to go through and find the team that won their bowl game. And by the way, does Baylor roll? They didn't really roll. Baylor struggled with Ole Miss without their starting quarterback for, what, 50 minutes? So this whole thing, they shouldn't have been there. Well, who should have then? Alabama, Georgia, Clemson schools just have a monopoly on this thing. They just do. Oklahoma gets drilled too. I forgot about Oklahoma getting drilled. The best thing that's happened for Oklahoma the last few years is almost get there, not get there and get to go to another bowl game and have a chance to win it. Notre Dame had that chance this year. Just couldn't get it done. Oklahoma state had that happen to him this year. If Oklahoma state would have played Alabama, they'd gotten drilled by three touchdowns as well. So, you know, we can expand it that way. Players don't opt out. That That's like, Come on, that, that, that's like putting a Band-Aid on a gushing artery. There is a solution to this. There is. You have to reduce the number of scholarships for football. Too much depth. Alabama, when they lose three or four guys, though, you know, studs that graduate like they did last year, they got four or five more four or five-star guys just waiting. Here they come. It's a factory. It's a monopoly. The only way to fix this is you have to reduce the number of scholarships or you have to hope and wait that Nick Saban retires. And then when Nick Saban retires, Kirby Smart's got a, just a juggernaut as well. So does Clemson. You want to shake this up a little bit? You seriously want to shake this up? We can expand the playoffs. 
reduce the number of scholarships. Take, you can start off by taking five scholarships away from each team. Take five. I'm talking all across the board, all of college football. Well, what about the smaller guys? No, think about that. There's five. Let's say you take away 10, 10 scholarships. And let's face it. You don't need 65 scholarships. You don't, you don't need 75 scholarships. You don't, you don't. What do you have? How many we have 20 guys that don't dress every weekend. 20 scholarship guys don't dress every weekend for college football games. That's ridiculous. So if you just take away five scholarships per team, then those four and five star guys, now the transfer portal is going to help, but other four or five star guys are going to flock to Alabama as well. Removing five scholarships, 10 scholarships from every program, it redistributes the stars. It does. It redistributes the stars. You've got the, the issue with Alabama is the talent at the top, but it's the depth that they have too. They got all Americans that come in and just slide right in. 70% of Alabama's second string is better than your first, regardless of what school you're at. Same thing with Georgia. Got to kill the number of scholarships. You got to lower the number of scholarships. And, you know, there's a way to do it. Let's say you just shave five scholarships per every college football program, then those five scholarships can be redistributed into baseball. Baseball gets hosed. College baseball gets hosed. Can if I really wanted to make a change, if they, if they really wanted to make a change, if your major in the SEC doesn't want to make a change, why would they want to make a change? Alabama and Georgia, right? LSU, they're in it right there every year. Why do they need to make a change? Why? Auburn's right up there too. Not this year, but seemingly right in the thick of things, right? Why, why would we want to make a change? We're there every year. It just weakened their product. But think about what schools like, again, not necessarily the greatest examples, but think about what schools like Pitt could do with five more scholars or five. You take five stars away from Alabama and redistribute them with, let's just say you redistribute them within the SEC West. So one star goes to one other guy goes to Arkansas. One other guy goes to AM. One other guy. See how we start to build with this? That's what you need to do. Just reduce the number of scholarships. If you want to change it, you want to bring parity, that's what you do. But here's the thing. If Georgia wins the national championship this year, do you realize that we'll have had four different national champions the last four years? College football looks around and says, well, why do we need to change things? If Georgia beats Alabama, your last four national champions will be Georgia, Alabama, LSU and Clemson college football can look around and go, wait a second. We have more parity than any other sport with the exception of college basketball. And they'd be right. Wouldn't they? If Georgia wins, it's four different champions the last four years. Can any other sport boast that? Can they? I know it's been a couple of years since golden state went back to back, but still they did. Didn't they Lakers two years ago? So they still have back-to-backs in there, and who knows what's going to happen this year, but Golden State's right there again. The NFL, I don't know what's going to happen, but the Chiefs and the Bucks and teams are still hanging around, aren't they? So I don't, look, if the Packers go on to win the Super Bowl this year, then the NFL can look back and go, hey, the last four years we've had four different champions as well. And they'd be right, wouldn't they? They should go back, would they go back five years? The NFL had five different champions the last five years if the Packers are going to win it. Or the Cowboys, or, you know, pick somebody. Titans. So, again, at least the structure of where college football is. Now, who's going to win this game? No idea. I I think Georgia's going to win. I do. They were the best team in college football all year. 
They had one bad game, actually three bad quarters, two bad quarters. It did them in. It's not exactly like Florida, Florida State was 25 years ago, but it's similar where one wins in the regular season. I guess it'd be the conference championship, and six weeks later, the script gets flipped. Kirby is loaded, man. <laughs> just, what a mess. What they did to Michigan was just a mess. And then, like, the SEC championship game was a mess for them. They got thumped. They got a wake-up call, right? So they get another shot, another shot at them. And you want to expand the playoff? Fine, you're not going to fix the problem. You want to fix the problem with college football? You have monopolies. You need to bust up the monopolies. All right, Antonio Brown. Uh, to me, it was scary. Takes off his shirt, takes off his pads, throws him, and, and runs off the field with his shirt off. And I think there's funny tweets that come out like security thought it was a fan that was on the field. It's like, oh, no, it's a player. And there's some things you're like, oh, my gosh, oh, well, how embarrassing. But to me, it was a little disturbing. The guy obviously has, he's not mentally well. He's not. No, no, no rational person behaves like that. They don't. And then he goes on Instagram and says there's more to life than football and all that. That That's fine. But look, that doesn't give you a free pass to behave like that. When Do you ever notice when something goes wrong, you're like, there's more to life than this? Well, of course there is. But that doesn't give you permission to behave like that. There's more to life than sports. Usually it's the person, you realize the person that says that never wins? Isn't the winner? It's the person that's done something foolish or lost. No one ever comes out and wins a championship by three touchdowns and says, you know what, there's more to life than this. It's always the person that loses or behaves improperly that says there's more to life than sports. It's the same person when something tragic happens says, this puts things into perspective. Not really. If you're an intelligent person, things are always in perspective. If you're well-rounded and grounded, things are always in perspective. Always. So, you know, the Antonio Brown thing, it reminded me of Billy Cole in The Last Boy Scout. Remember the beginning scene from The Last Boy Scout? Bruce Willis, Damon Wayans. What's he, old gambler's money or whatever? Pulls a gun out and starts shooting players. All set, that's a terrible comparison. No, that's how frightening it was. The way he reacted when he went in the locker room, I thought, think about how unhinged that is. And I hope he gets the help that he needs. I hope there's somebody around him that can grab him and say, listen, bud, we're here for you. In the very first line, he says something gremlin on his Instagram page or whatever full gremlin in the very first line. And I give whoever this fan is or the person that follows him is like, you okay, bro? Seriously. That's true. Are you okay? Cause when he ran in the locker room without his clothes and I'm like, Oh boy, I hope he hangs around and apologizes to the coaching staff and then leaves. I hope, I hope that there is a, a moment here of clarity. Like, Oh God. think about how scary that is come running back on the field that that whole thing oh come on no that thing was frightening again it reminded me of billy cole billy blanks right in the last boy scout strange stuff so now when you look at this when you're the nfl what do you do well he, he'll never play i mean nobody will give him a shot again how could you especially when bruce bruce arians bruce arians just put him back in after the whole snafu the vaccine card he wants to play football when he wants to play football but it's an organized team sport it doesn't work that way antonio brown would have been better off being a professional golfer a professional tennis player you play when you want to play and you don't play when you want to play but a team sport like football you can't do it just can't so i i don't know what holds in his future what the future holds for him but it, it to me it was frightening it was a scary thing it was it, 
Like, oh, look at him. He's crazy. <laughs> no. Feel bad for the dude. I do. You may not, but I do. I'm like, oh, boy, that guy's mentally. He, he, I hope he can find some clarity and find the help where he needs it because, you know, not everybody can exercise their demons. He obviously has some. Has a lot of them. A lot of them. Rational people don't behave that way. They don't. They don't take their clothes off. Take their clothes off. It's something out of a movie. Scary stuff. It is actually scary when you think about it. It really is. So, and look, the Buccaneers find a way to win. What gets lost in all that is Tom Brady finds another way to win. It's amazing what he's done. To me, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, it's a one-two punch for MVP. I thought Mahomes had a crack at it, but with them losing to the Bengals, even though he played well, he was going to have to run the table. They're going to have to be the one seed. He was going to have to really, really raise like 10 wins in a row down the stretch. He was going to have to do some things that were just impeccable for everybody to go, oh, wow, they can't 10 wins down the stretch. And look, the Packers would have to lose. There'd have to be some things that would have to go his way too. But now I think it's a Brady Rogers one, two showdown. And depending, depending on what happens in the final week of the year it could come down to that. It could. Joe Burrow's done an excellent job this year. I just, I just don't think there's enough there. Not over the course of 17 weeks, but what he's done this year is remarkable. Remarkable what Joe Burrow has done. But the MVP is a two-man race. And, you know, the one seed, the Packers and the Titans, I think the Titans need home field more than the Chiefs do. I, I could see Kansas City going into Nashville and winning. I can't see Nashville going in or the Titans going into Kansas City and winning. But the playoffs look to be pretty solid. Got a, What, we're going to have a play-in game next week, right? Is the, the Chargers and the... Um, Raiders going to be a play-in game for the postseason. It's pretty cool. There's two matchups between winning records next week, right? Chargers, Raiders, Eagles, Cowboys. So week week 18, a little, little different, right? 17 games. Usually the season ends right now. Usually the NFL season's over, but a little bit different. I wanted to wrap by looking at the NFL and the Jaguars. I, I like it's atrocious. It is. It's atrocious. And, you know, I look at where they are. They're going to have the number one overall pick, and who should they draft? Does it matter? If I'm Kayvon Thibodeau, who, to me, is the number one pick, Aiden Hutchinson didn't have a very good game against Georgia, but that's going up against NFL talent. And who knows how all these evaluations shake themselves out over the course of the next few weeks. But to sit there and say, well, he plays in the Big Ten, Michigan, what do you expect? Oh, both Bosa brothers played in the Big Ten. Stop that stuff. Chase Edwards played in the Big Ten. Stop that stuff. Just because Aiden Hutchins in a bad game against Georgia doesn't mean that he's not worthy of a top three or four pick. But when I look at it, you know, Thibodeau, like, I guess Oregon struggled too in their bowl game, right? So against Oklahoma, even though he didn't play, I wonder how much that's going to have an impact. But if I'm either of those guys, why on earth would I want to play for the Jag? Why? You get a GM who's kind of not wanted. He's going to pick a head coach. Who's that head coach going to be? Is it going to be Byron Leftwich? Is it going to be Jim Caldwell? Is it going to be who? Who's it going to be? Doug Peterson? Well, Doug Peterson of all those would be my choice. It would be. I would love to hire Kellen Moore, but he's young in that city, in that market, in that franchise. <laughs> no way. Kellen Moore, that place would kill you. It'd kill your career. It would. No, thank you. It's, it's, it's a mess. You got to you know, talk clean house, clean house. Well, they don't have a plan. Shad Khan doesn't have a plan. He doesn't. It's obvious he doesn't. He does not have a plan. 
said time and time again what they should do is they should pick up the phone, call Ozzie Newsom. I know he's retired. He's making $3 million a year as an advisor or whatever he's doing at the Ravens, maybe even less than that. Offer him $10 million a year over five years. Come down. We'll pay you $50 million. Ozzie, come down. Run this thing. You don't have to be here forever. Just set the foundation. Set the bedrock, and we can go from there. Car blanche. Do what you want. Hire who you want. Go. But that's not going to happen. No. And when you don't know what you're doing, hire somebody that does. I have no idea. No idea how to fix certain things. Like if you ask me how to fix, rebuild an engine of a car, no shot. If you ask me to build something, here's Seth, here's, here's a circular saw and some two by fours. You're going to build a deck. No way that thing would collapse. Don't know what I'm doing. So I'm going to hire somebody to do it. If you ask me to build radio stations and things like that, I can do that. Eh, not that easy, but I that's what I know how to do. So, uh, yikes. And I was sitting here thinking about this today. Watch the lions have, I mean, their quarterback, that situation's a mess. If the Lions end up with the second overall pick, and you know they're going to have the second pick, they're going to have the first pick in the second round. So the Lions are going to have the second overall pick. They're going to have the 30, what would be 33rd overall pick. So you're going to pick second and 33rd. If I were the Lions, this is what I would do. If I were the Lions, I'd pick up the phone and call the Houston Texans and say, we'll give you the second overall pick, we'll give you that second round pick, and we'll give you next year's first. So we're going to give you number two, number 33, and next year's first round pick for Deshaun Watson. And you sit on the phone with Deshaun Watson and you beg him, and you plead with him, please come. Please come. This is your baby. We'll redo this. It's all yours. That's what I would do. Lions at least have that capital to make that move. And the Lions have produced a Calvin Johnson and a Barry Sanders. They produce some talent along the way. The Jaguars don't. Right? See, see, that's where the, the, the Lions actually have some arsenal. They can move around and shake some things out where the Jaguars don't know what you're going to do. And Shad Khan doesn't know what he's doing. He just doesn't. Who doesn't? Could get the, they just kind of wipe the slate clean there. But the, the, there's a way out of this for the Lions. There actually is. Or I don't know if the, I have no idea if the Seahawks would be interested in that as well, but you pick up the phone, you call Seattle and say, we'll give you the second overall pick, the 33rd overall pick, and a first rounder next year. That's three picks. Russell Wilson. Deshaun Watson, that, that bridge is burned down there, so I think it'd be easier to get him than it would be Russell Wilson. That's what I would do. No, I wouldn't go in and I wouldn't draft a Aiden Hutchinson or Thibodeau if I were the Lions. You have to go get that quarterback. You just have to. Sean Watson in Detroit. Now, would he want to go there? I don't know. That's the thing. Probably not. Would Russell Wilson want to go there? I don't know. But how you'd sell Russell Wilson is, okay, you've won a Super Bowl in Seattle. You come in Detroit and win one, you're immortalized. You make the same pitch with Russell Wilson and maybe even Deshaun Watson that the Red Sox made with Schilling. You can go to New York and win another World Series of the Yankees. You come here, you're immortalized. It's true. It's true. So there you go. Harp on Sports, the bar, podcast, media, audio, radio network. Follow, share, like, subscribe at Harp on Sports on all your social media handles, Twitter, Instagram, Harp on Sports, the Facebook page, Spotify, Buzzsprout, Apple Podcast, Harp on Sports, the bar, and of course, Harp on Sports, the YouTube channel, and HarpOnSports.com. So there you go. Happy New Year. Remember, stay clean, stay focused, stay strong. Frankenstein. Have fun with your friends.